Broadcasting live from Risk World 2022 at the Moscone Center in San Francisco, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in helping workplaces thrive during disruptive times. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. Your host, Jamie Gassman, here at the Risk World 2022, live from the R3 Continuum booth in our Expo Hall. And with me is Guy Orliak. And Guy, where are you? Which company are you with? Hi, Jimmy. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, I'm uh, with a company called uh, SpeedGage. And uh, what we do, we do risk analytic for commercial fleet or commercial auto. Uh, we look at uh, driving behavior and helping uh, the whole uh, commercial world looking at uh, evaluating risk on the road. Yeah, and talking to you before we jumped on the mics, you were talking about that these are the commercial vehicles that an organization would own and looking at the risk that's involved in the drivers um, driving those vehicles and, and how somebody should be evaluating their their risk level, correct? That's right. Uh, yeah. And thank you for asking. I mean, uh, clearly you paid uh, some attention to some things that I'm not sure is that sexy, but uh, <laughs> thank you for looking into that. The um, what's happening in the commercial uh, auto or basically truck uh, world is that you know everybody drives differently, and how do you evaluate and know uh, which driver is and what the risk of the driver is per driver, rather than just you know creating a blanket statement, and this is accentuated even more as we go toward. Uh, miles-driven insurance. So then you need to uh, evaluate risk based on mileage, not just based on overall, if you have 10 trucks or 20 trucks or 100 trucks. And another aspect of that, you want to evaluate risk based on where the company is is driving. So are they driving in a city or are they driving on a highway? And so once you evaluate the risk, you want to be able to provide insights to, you know, the drivers and their manager to help them get better at doing their job. So in looking at that risk, and I know we were kind of talking a little bit about those drivers, you know, how does your data help you in identifying, you know, because, you know, not all of us drive the same. That's right. But a lot of the times I hear it's like, oh, well, they're 16, so they got to pay more because they're 16. But you may have a more responsible 16-year-old driver than a 30-year-old driver. So tell me a little bit about how you analyze that. Exactly. I mean, I think that's really the fundamental of it. I mean, uh, and and I think it's we are going to see that more uh, in point uh, as you continue to have a shortage of commercial drivers. In the trucking industry, uh, there had always been a shortage of commercial driver, but with uh, the disruption in supply chain and the disruption with linked to COVID and the retirement, you have less and less drivers. So then you need to bring new drivers uh, on uh, working for you. And in general, uh, the, the risk, the world of risk, look at a driver based on the amount of time they have been driving rather than on the driver behavior. And so what we do, uh, because of our relationship with over 100 um, uh, telematic providers, because uh, the, the commercial industry, the commercial auto industry is very fragmented, and because of the work we do with uh, you know, the, com- uh, the, 
GPS providers, the telematic providers, we have been able to have access to the data in a broad basis. Okay, And so we have created a risk model that is very broad and that can provide uh, you know, each individual fleet, each individual uh, insurance company insight on each individual uh, truck and driver and how they actually behave, not based on historical data, but based on what we call driven data. Yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing that that helps them from a policy perspective in identifying how much insurance they need to purchase. But they might be able to use some of that data, too, from a behavioral perspective right. in terms of how do they coach their employee, both, right? Both. And I think yeah. that's what's really important. I, mean, I think as a company, we started to help company provide insight on how they engage with their employees. Okay. And uh, as our uh, solution evolved, we started to uh, offer uh, solution to the insurance industry and develop a insurance uh, way to uh, like a credit score, but for uh, driving risk. And so now we have been validating that score for a number of years, and a number of uh, you know large commercial uh, insurance company are using this uh, scoring to uh, understand and to really target uh, appropriate. Uh, you know, premium and underwriting based on actual driven data. And I think we are going to see that more as we are going to go, as I was saying, toward miles driven, you know. Uh, so then you need to be really accurate on understanding, you know, where you drive, how you drive, and, you know, uh, how many miles. Yeah. And every city is going to be different too, I've noticed from my own driving in other That's cities. Right. So does it take into account location by yeah. the city and geographic regions? It, and it, 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 it goes uh, even closer than that. Mm. It goes to you know the type of road, you know, primary road, secondary road, toll roads, things like that. So mm. we look at, but not only the type of road, also the time of the day. And you know, do you drive the same way at night? Do you drive the same way, uh, you know, do you, uh, during the day? It, you know, another one is. Uh, when there's traffic or no traffic. One thing we noticed, so uh, as an organization, SpeedGage has worked in the trucking commercial fleet industry for over 12 years. Okay, So we have relationship with many, if not all, the telematic providers. It's hard to have all, but at least many of the uh, telematic providers in you know, uh, North America. And so we were able to see that, for example... Uh, increased speeding happened at the beginning of the pandemic because, mm-hmm. in fact, there was less traffic jam. Right. Isn't that, like, really fascinating? And yes. understanding that, so basically contextualizing the data, understanding how what's happening, uh, you know, help you know, uh, people, like, even the fleet, then they can intervene and say to their uh, drivers, you know, maybe you need to slow down. You know, because a ticket is to steal a ticket, you know? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and that increases insurance rates when you get too many speeding tickets, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> but it, so then the question becomes, is it, should you, and that, I think that's what you're actually making a very astute point. Is it a good way to judge risk having a speeding ticket or any ticket? Because like if you drive in Indiana, so we have data that show in Indiana, you get, if you get in Indiana, you get a ticket. So no matter what. Then the question is, you have other states where you drive, you don't get tickets. Mm-hmm. But if you are driving in Indiana, you get a ticket. 
Okay. So then the question is that, is it relevant? Do you need to take into consideration that if you go to Indiana, you are not, go you are going to ticket or not? That's yeah. a really interesting second yeah. question. Does it mean that you are driving poorly? Just like in Indiana, that's the way they, uh, you know, they, they regulate trucking. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's right. Yeah. And I, I was going to ask you about during the pandemic because uh -huh. I know I, you know, being from the Minneapolis area, I know the roadways got a little bit more dicey with it became a racetrack and yep. um, we weren't used to that pre-pandemic mm -hmm. as many vehicles driving that way. So That's what right. were some of the trending that you've seen in the last two years that has made some of your data polls really interesting? Well, so I, I don't know. I don't have all of them because uh, in mind, but I think like one thing we saw definitely at the beginning of the pandemic, because there was less traffic jam, we saw a significant increase in speeding activities, you know, mm -hmm. uh, vehicles moving faster. Yeah. Does that mean that um, uh, there was more accident? N not really, because in fact, there was less vehicle on the road. Yeah. Okay. So that's an interesting contradiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that mean that you still need uh, not to pay attention to, you know, World regulation. I think as an organization, it's better to be consistent rather than to allow too many variations. You know, and what we have seen is that uh, since then, uh, things have become a little bit more uh, stable. You know, yeah. so we are back to a more regular traffic patterns. So it's, overall, it's pretty good. Yeah, slow drivers like myself are now back on the road. They got to watch out. So quick question, and yeah. you may not have an answer to this yet because mm -hmm. I know it's still pretty new, but with um, self-driving vehicles uh -huh. coming out from the carrier perspective, yeah. has your organization started to look into some of the data on that and plans for how companies can assess the risk of bringing yeah, so, those into their okay, fleet? So, that's a, so we are not per se looking at self-driving vehicle, okay, per se, uh, but we are looking at data from any type of vehicle. Okay, so that's a Got really yeah. interesting uh, differentiation. One, there's not that many uh, right. self-driving vehicles on the line today. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's really important to, to keep that in mind. Okay, mm -hmm. I think that we are moving forward toward more and more automation of, uh, the, of drivers. Okay, I think that's a good thing because it helps drivers to be more, uh, you know, uh, less tired. So assisted uh, driving I think has a lot of benefit and I think uh, fleet and drivers are going to benefit from it. You know, mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody else at the show today and they say, well, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, dri full driver automation uh, vehicle is going to be coming soon because we don't have enough drivers. And in some ways it's true. We need, uh, we need some help, you know, but uh, I think we are like you know, years away from okay. seeing actually happening uh, not in at small scale we are going to see it, but like at large scale, it's. I think we are a little bit away. And I think the the other thing is that drivers are a great uh, uh, customer relationship person. Oh, completely. You know? Yeah. So I think like in some ways it's. Yeah. And, and and the question is, you know, are we going to get better services or what type of services with full automation? And I think we don't know that yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lots to come ahead of us. In the exactly. Yes. I think. Uh, and so that's what makes uh, this industry quite exciting. I bet. You know, yeah. uh, it's like changing evolution, mm -hmm. technology. But I think at the end of the day, is uh, what to do with the technology and what to do with the data. And so from a speed gauge perspective, we, can't, we came up with a way to provide you know, insight 
to the whole industry. In, in, we believe in transparency so that, you know, uh, a fleet can improve, an insurance company can be more accurate, they, everybody can work together, and we make sure we do that based on permission management because we do not provide data that has not been authorized by all the parties involved. And that, I think, is crucial. Yeah, Absolutely. Super interesting, yeah, interesting so the, topic and yeah. interesting work that you do. I'm so glad you joined yeah. us on the show. No, thank you very much, yeah. uh, Jamie, for having me. And I yeah. think it's, uh, you know, I could talk a lot uh, about that, but I think most people will be bored very fast about, uh, the, you know, tracking data. So, you know, I will keep, maybe keep it at that. But uh, no, yeah. I, one thing is that really important is that it helps people once it's being used. It has yeah. to be used. You know, that's the truth. Well, data is a very powerful tool. Yes, so it tells it you is. a lot when you look at it close enough. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you to learn a little bit more yeah. about what your company does and like what you do, um, mm -hmm. what, how can they do that? Well, they can go to uh, speed, speedgauge.net and they will get... Uh, you know, they will look for a Frenchman uh, name on uh, you know, their people and that would be me. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Jenny. Yeah, thank you. And uh, have a good uh, afternoon. You too. Bye. <laughs> thank you for joining us on Workplace MVP. R3 Continuum is a proud sponsor of this show and is delighted to celebrate most valuable professionals who work diligently to secure safe workplaces where employees can thrive.